0: Welcome to the Back Row Ravens Show, where we talk all things Baltimore Ravens, from player news, rumors, and even fantasy football expectations. And now, your hosts, Bob and Blake. What is up, Ravens fans, and welcome to another episode of the Back Row Ravens Show. Bob Miller here, and as always, I have my co-host Blake Ramey with us. Blake, Blake, (laughs) Blake, (laughs) Uh, brother, what a a shitty day.
1: I'm going to try to make it through this podcast without crying, all right? It's going to be a tough one today. I I, I already knew this was going to be a tough one. I'm just trying to absorb this, this day. I'm just... (laughs) Just yeah, do this.
0: Yeah, oh. yeah. You know, I'm gonna tell you what, just for 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 those uh uh listening to the show, uh Blake and I are recording this show at about ten thirty tonight, uh Eastern time because uh needless to say, it wouldn't have been a good idea for he and I to be recording this show uh, you know, mid afternoon, late afternoon. Um it would have been um, there would have been a lot of cursing, a lot of language, to Maybe say the least. Game day
1: emotions would have came out.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and we certainly had plenty of that today, uh, along with every every other Ravens fan out there. <laughs> but uh, so you know, uh, listen, you know it was a it it was a it was a rough game to watch, um, and and we're going to break it down uh, over the next little bit. We're going to do a little bit of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, we're going to get to some of those Twitter questions out there that we've gotten some uh, from some of our listeners, and we're going to preview the Steelers game uh, for Thursday night. So, uh, so Blake, without further ado, brother, let's break down this game. Do, do do we want to start with the good, the bad, or the ugly? How do we want to start Do We want to start off. Just, let's
1: start off. Let's start off with the good. I, I think. Yeah. You gotta start off with the good because I don't think there was much of it, but I need something up to uplift my day a little bit,
0: you know what Listen, I mean? You know, you said there, there's not much good. I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree. I mean, as, as crazy as that game was, I am trying to be a glass-half-full type of guy. I'm trying to remain positive um, because I damn sure wasn't positive earlier today, so... Um, <laughs> We, there was a lot that I did see, man, that I, that that was good. And I'm going to start right off the bat and, and go with J.K. Dobbins. Listen, man, he's the best running back we have on this team, and he showed it today. I know Harbaugh said that wasn't by plan, that him getting this much play, it was just game flow, whatever. Game flow because he's the best damn running back we have on the team. So, yeah, game flow, whatever the frick you want to call it, man, you know?
1: Yeah, I I I don't think – I think this has been a very uh, common thing among Ravens fans. I think we've known that he was the best running back. It was either him or Gus. It was just a matter of uh, who was going to emerge between those two. And, I mean, they both have done work – like, both have done their due diligence between the the both of them. But Ingram, man, as much as I love that guy, when I see him out there on first down, I cringe a little bit. Because you don't get much from him anymore. Oh, it's such a, a decline in play, but I don't know if it's because we're spoiled at the running back position with Dobbins and Gus, so I expect, like, something from him at each play.
0: But it's not that – I mean, I just don't get anything from him anymore. I, I agree, and and I love Mark Ingram just as much as anyone else. He's a great guy. He's had a, a, an, an incredible career. And I th- I still think he has something to offer teams out there, but not as a starter. Um he just doesn't scare anyone. Uh you're not afraid that he's going to break one off. He's not really involved in the passing game. Um he's just yeah, blah. He's he's, he's kind of there. He's yeah, like a body. Yeah, yeah, he is. And he looks like a backup running back now. Um that's kind of playing in that starting role and 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 I believe that, you know, JK from this point on should be should get the majority of the touches. Uh, because he's not really limited in any in any particular no, way. No. And um, I think that Ingram and Gus should complement J.K. Dobbins moving forward. Uh, I don't think any... I mean, how many times do we see on Twitter over the last several weeks, free J.K., you know, get J.K. Oh, in the ball yeah. more. I mean, shit, here we are. We and, It happened, and he played his best game of the year by far.
1: And to be honest with you, I'm still not even giving up on the Justice Hill train yet because... I we don't obviously don't see we, I saw him on the field. He was in the backfield a couple of times today and in, in motion, but man, he honestly I don't want to get uh, too far away. This is honestly a good thing. I actually do this isn't on our game notes, but Justice Hill was making plays on special teams. You like, damn right he, he was. He, he's just one of those players who wants to be on the field he doesn't care how he's on there, he just is gonna come out there and make plays and man, to be honest with you, I love him. I do love Justice Hill. I'd love him some Justice Hill. He's he's speedy I just wanna see more of him at the running back position. I think that will probably come next year.
0: Yeah, I liked him a couple of years ago and and when we uh when we drafted him, I saw a lot of like CJ Spiller in him. That's the player that's the player comp I had for him. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think we are gonna see a lot more of him, especially next year, because obviously Ingram will be gone. Uh it's up in the air if that if Gus is gonna be here or not, but I would imagine that Gus will probably be gone as well just because of the salary cap and i believe the ravens will go draft another running back like they always do you know just for depth um and then you know there's plenty of guys out there on the you know kind of on waivers and whatnot that's been released you know sitting on the couch that you can pick up for next to nothing so yeah i I do i'm
1: I'm very interested to see how we address obviously we don't want to get into the whole team but (laughs) like because there's some serious work that needs to be done let's just say that but Mark Ingram, because I, I think everyone was kind of we've, we've talked about it in previous shows, because he is one of those cap casualties this year. And do you want to bring him back or like what's the what's really the deal there? Because obviously I think he has a five million dollar hit for next season.
0: Yeah, we cut him. We save five mil. Period. He's right. Gone. I think gone. that's I think that's very
1: very very obvious. But yeah. you know that's neither here or there.
0: Nope, nope. So, um, yeah, we both agree, and I believe a lot of our listeners and a lot of Ravens fans out there believe that it should be JK uh, moving forward. Like I said, he played his best game of the year uh, today, and um, I want to see more of that. I want to see more touches. Um, you know, JK there. all the
1: way, man. And Absolutely. it better be
0: that same way Thursday because
1: that's that's the, really the first team that he blew up against. Mm-hmm. So I want to see a repetition of that.
0: Absolutely. And, and
1: those t- damn read options. I. We're not ugly yet, but we'll get there. We'll
0: get there. Oh, you're fine. There. You're fine, man. Oh, we we'll you know, We can. We can. We can talk there, but uh, we're trying to stay positive right I'm trying now. To we're stay start- positive. Yeah, we're really the good. <laughs> we're staying on the good here. And yeah, let's move on. Y- Yannick Ngakwe, welcome to Baltimore. I mean, finally, you know, we saw <laughs> we saw some uh, some production out of him. I'm, I've been waiting for him to blow up. I've been waiting for him to get a sack. I've been wait- you know, A lot of us have. Um, he finally. You know, made some made some plays today. He looked, he looked explosive. He was getting, he was disrupting. I mean, disrupting just you know the 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 offense uh, throughout the whole day, man. So,
1: yeah, I, I had tweeted out. Um, I was like, welcome to. Uh, I was something along the lines. of was just pretty much welcome. Like, finally, you're there. Like, we see you. And it, I, there was some like response. People being like, Oh well, I mean, he's been making plays, but it's not. He has, he's been playing good games, but he finally jumped off your screen today. You know what I mean? Like, You were finally like, oh, my God, Like that's, that's Yannick right there. Like What a play he just made. And I think this is a performance to build off of because, I mean, Tennessee's line is obviously pretty hurt. They just had linemen dropping left and right. Um, I know Safford was out. Uh, Luan was out. So he was just feasting all day. But, man, I, if you can just keep building off of that. And I, I think he's just going to – He's just getting his feet wet, you know what I mean? He's been in three defensive systems in the past year. So I think as he just starts to build on these performances and just keep getting gaining experience, I think he's just going to be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I want to see production now. You know, he had five sacks coming into Baltimore. You know, we traded for him. He had five sacks before. He hasn't done jack shit since he's been here. Um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not you know, roasting the guy by any means but gosh we brought him in we I I want to see immediate production I mean that's the reason why we moved these picks and and made these moves to get him in here I, I want to see him get after the quarterback I mean when's the last time I, I'm trying to figure out when the last time I've seen the the Ravens sack a quarterback can you remember man it's been tough
1: especially with uh with Calais and Brandon Williams out it's, it's really tough watching that defensive line it's
0: it is is. i don't want to make excuses i don't want to roast Mm -hmm. in because today he showed up um i was very very proud of him and and let's build off of this so um yeah let's keep that let's keep that train going with yannick i'll tell you another one that (laughs) that you know showed up again today and that's mark andrews we haven't seen much of him over the last uh last few weeks and 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 he put together some nice nice catches he was Back to being our playmaker on third downs, um, so I want to see more of that. This was the best game he's played in in quite some time. So,
1: yeah, I think today uh, Mark showed like obviously he's played good games in his past, but um, this is the tight end he can be. Like those those big catches that he just made, like that that's what he can do a week to week basis. It's just a matter of getting him open and just I don't I don't know, like I just building off the performances and showing up in these big games. Like, today was a relatively big game against Tennessee, a, a big AFC contender. So I, he just needs to keep arriving and making those catches. He made some very good catches today, and he even should have had another touchdown. Or Yeah, should have had a, t- a touchdown, but that was yeah. more, a little more than him. But, yeah, I think Boyle's absence, you're going to see more of Mark. Because yeah. it's really unfortunate, this Boyle injury. You can't really find many positives out of it. And I would never, ever, ever wish any injury on Nick Boyle, but I think now this forces Greg Roman to get more creative and find better ways to use Mark because what are we carrying? Two? I saw Luke Wilson today. I saw him once with his hair flowing in the wind. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Mark Andrews, I think he's forced to take that bigger role and we're forced to start using him more. And I just hope he can keep doing this because this is the tight end he can be. This, this yeah, is, serious,
0: and and the loss of Nick Boyle might you know might force Greg Roman to have to change things up a little bit, and 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 maybe we're not as predictable. And today, kind of shown a little bit of that. So, um, you know, we'll see how that. Uh, You know, how that keeps going with Mark Andrews moving forward. He had a hell of a game. Could have been even bigger had it, you know, if we hadn't kind of missed one there with Lamar. Uh, And we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. So, um, But I'll tell you, here's a sneaky one, man. This is probably, you know, we got a few more, you know, in our good list here. But I'm going to tell you probably my favorite. My favorite. Sneaky as can be, man. uh, But Orlando Brown. Zeus (laughs) he's he's on your screen you can't really miss him but the impact he makes yeah uh, he played fantastic today at left tackle and and I'm gonna say it every episode probably until the end of the season and then in some of our off-season episodes but I think he's I think we're gonna lose Orlando man because he's just pricing himself out of our market Um, he's gonna be playing left tackle somewhere and he's gonna get a big-ass contract um we're just not gonna be able to keep him but I'm gonna enjoy every minute I have of him while we still do so but today he played fantastic at left tackle I expect more of the same moving forward especially with our schedule getting quite a bit easier after Thursday so yeah Who, who's some guys that stood out to you as far as that that played well Stood out so before the game, I was really
1: looking for a big game out of Malik Harrison, and I I think he did show up. I thought he had a pretty good game, just because he's one of those guys that on the field on the defense that matches up to Derrick Henry, and he, and he plays um he's a very Malik Harrison since college, he's a very well known good tackler. He's he's a sure tackler, and he can he's he gets very physical. And then to add on to that, Patrick Queen. Besides I me, mean, getting cleared in the face, man. Oh, that was that was tough to watch. But I thought Patrick Queen played fairly well. But though the two that I'm really looking at, uh Deshaun Elliott. <laughs> Ooh,
0: that dude wow. laid, man, he laid the wood on Derrick Henry. A little bit different from our boy old Earl, you know? They were, oh, uh, yeah, Earl Thomas clearly is not on that team anymore. What a hit. What a
1: hit. And then another one I want to look at is um Tyus Bowser. Yeah, Tyus Bowser is one of those Ravens. Early on in his career, you're always obviously coming out of the second round. You never you, you were looking for more out of him, and it was like, just, okay, when's Tyus gonna, when's Tyus gonna really just take that next step? And I don't really think he's taken that that uh, huge leap, but um, he's sneaky good, and I mean that because he's so versatile. And I mean, dating back to his days at Houston, he can he can cover, he can rush. I loved I love Tyus. I hope we bring him back. I'm not sure what his market's gonna look like. But today like, he showed that he can cover and I, it's something you really have to watch on film. You don't really see it when you watch the game,
0: but he covers extremely well. Now you're he, he's he's young you're ab- too. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean he he doesn't do anything elite. He does, just does everything well. He's good. And he, he's a, he can complement a championship team, you
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's just a piece. He's valuable.
0: Have. He's valuable, but you know he's not going to be any kind of a big time starter on any on any Mm-mm. team. He's just going to be a valuable player, and you can stick him all over the defense, and um, and he's going to be solid wherever you put him. Like so, it kind of reminds me of like a uh, like a Paul Kruger in twenty twelve. Like
1: he's not going to be anything crazy for you, but he could very very much help you in like a like a playoff run situation or just like. He's just a nice piece to have on the team, you know what I mean? Plug yep. him in really anywhere.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, we're very appreciative to have him. I'll tell you another guy that stuck out to me today, man, Derek Wolf. There you go. Derek and, Wolf played – and, and listen, He in the postgame presser, he, he said that last play in overtime was on him. He should have made the tackle. Uh, he'll take the heat on that. Whatever you want to say, but I'm going to tell you right now that he played his best game of the year uh, by far. He stepped up and um, – yeah, you know, that's really I've got all I got to say about that. He made a lot of great plays. He was in the backfield. He was disruptive. Uh, played one hell of a game. Um, proud of you, Derek Wolf. And uh, yeah, that's it. So. I think, yeah, because I mean, everyone was really looking at him because obviously
1: Calais is out and Brandon Williams is out. So you can't really take his performance for granted, considering next time he's playing against or playing with Jelly Ellis. So it, it's. Oh my man he, he he drove me up a wall today, but that's neither here or there anyways mm-hmm. yeah Derek Wolf man he was he was in the backfield just making plays left and right and one of the, you already brought it up, but one of the things that I was most appreciative of him just taking that responsibility like that's what great players do like that's one rarity that you get. I'm telling you it's something you can't take for granted because when a player comes out, after having such a great day, and takes that, and is like, yep, yeah, that's on me. Like, I need to be better. That shows a lot. That shows a lot of character. And I think he's one of those guys who was meant to be a Raven. And I, I'm happy
0: he's here, hundred percent. Absolutely. So, uh, anything else? Oh, you know, let's, let's talk. talk about, yeah, let's talk about him. Let's talk let's about. Talk about, him. about him. Let's talk about Dez Bryant. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Baltimore, Dez. I mean, I think Dez played a hell of a game. He was physical. He created extra yards, and 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 his experience kind of showed a little bit in this game. I mean, I'm going to tell you, that's that's very valuable, and I think it's going to be valuable moving forward. And it it looks like he's, he might end up being our number one guy. Right. I better never
1: see Des Bryant on that practice squad ever again. I, yep. I don't even want to think about him being a call-up because he's an upgrade. Everyone was questioning, because you haven't seen Des Bryant play since 2017, what's he going to come out and look like? Is he going to come out and just be there, or is he going to come out and make an impact on this team? And he can make an impact, and I think he's even making such an impact to the point where, like in some of these red zone situations where we haven't been particularly well as of late, like I think you can start throwing him a back shoulder fade where only he can get to it, and even a throw like to Devin Duvernay, which it was an interception, obviously. Like Des Bryant's gonna go up for that ball. Like I'm, t- it's a it's a one on one. If you can get Des one on one, he's made he's going up for it. Whether it's gonna be an interception or. Uh, batted down pass, he's gonna go up for that ball. So I think Des is a great player and is he not quite that twenty fourteen Des, but I can't wait to see him throw those X's because he will be soon.
0: Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. And um you know it's crazy to say that, you know, he may be the best receiver on this team and you know there's a lot of people out there roasting Des saying he's got nothing left. He sucks or whatever. Hey, that might be the case, but if we can take what we'll take what we can get and he played a very good ball game today. He made some nice catches. He created extra yards. Um, he was physical. Um, I want to see more of that. So, yeah. So, I, I think that kind of – I don't know if you have anything else in the good. That kind of wraps it up for me. There's nothing uh, there, else – There is
1: one more I got. Throw one it me. One more. Uh, James Pochet, for the one catch that he had, if you look at the route, it was beautiful. It, it was. was beautiful. That little was, out route, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, nothing too crazy outside of that i I just thought that was a great great route that I had to sh- uh, show some love to because I think he's one of those guys who will be around for a little bit even being a late round it was pick, just good
0: it was nice seeing him make a catch on the offense right that's just know. some good football that you, yeah. you like to see absolutely absolutely but it is it, I think it's time
1: I think it's time
0: yeah yeah um so all right so that's the good that's the good that's the good all right so we're moving on try to take a deep breath here. We're moving on to the bad. The bad. Okay. And 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 everyone that watched this game knows that the defense played like shit. They tackled like shit, especially in the fourth quarter. We had some costly penalties in this game and and I will say the the the, the defense played well in the first half of the ball game. They did. They did. Um I'll give them that. But it was kind. Of, I couldn't. What are we going to do? The good, bad, and the ugly. Would say the defense in the first <laughs> half is the good, and the defense uh, in the second half right. is the bad. Just,
1: you know, right? And, it, and the thing is, if you want your defense playing good at any time in the game, I'd rather them come out looking like shit in the first half and then have a great second half. But it, it really and truly, really, it wasn't even a great first half performance. Like outside of the the uh, was Yannick that was first half. Uh, Bowser interception was the first half. But I mean, off the gate, Malon Humphrey's coming out with a, a DPI, which I mean, really, wasn't his fault. Like it was, it was kind of a soft call. I know he had some jersey, it, but again,
0: like some that was a, corner, that was a weak call. That was it was a, bad, a weak call because yeah,
1: corners yeah. are entitled to um, their their own. Like, you, what are they not supposed to do? Not grab him at all?
0: Well, shit. A at least of, he was around the damn receiver. I can't say that right. much about Marcus mm-hmm. Peters. Yep, but we'll, yep. we'll get we'll, we'll, get, we'll there. get to that. Right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> a lot of corners grab jersey, but I think I still think it was a weak call. But um. I, Man, a lot of the, def- or the defensive effort in the first half. I, I mean, I think I contribute that to the uh, to the Titans. Like there were a lot of missed balls from Tannehill, whether that was just pressure and him getting or having to get the ball out. But a lot of it was kind of like shooting themselves in the foot, and then they started taking advantage of Marcus Peters in that second half. Oh
0: yeah, God. yeah. Now I will say I think we put some hits on on um shoot. Them drawing drawing a blank on the quarterback all of a sudden. Tannehill. Yeah, we put we put a, a couple of licks on Tannehill and I think it rattled him. And I think that affected him, you know, his catch you know, his throwing ability and being accurate. He was he was throwing a little scared there for a little bit. So uh yeah, yeah. Tannehill I think got rattled a little bit in the first half, but uh kind of got it back together, obviously, and uh did enough to and win the ballgame. But mind
1: uh, me, I this
0: is one thing I also want
1: to bring some attention to so pernell McPhee, he gets that roughing the passer and they stay on the field does that drive result in three i believe yeah yeah
0: that was a crap that was a that was a crap call yeah that was a crap call yeah me and a couple of buddies you know like i said i live in tennessee we had you know a, a group chat going group text and and i had a lot of my titans uh friends sending me stuff and you know, I thought that was a bullcrap call myself. I, you know, he wasn't going low. He hit him right in the gut. You know, I, I that that call could have gone it's either like you way. You can't hit him low. You can't hit him high. You can't, the can't hit you, him high? you can't hit him high. Yeah, you can't hit him high. You can't touch their helmet. Can't hit him high. Can't <laughs> hit him low. And apparently, you can't hit him in the damn gut. I mean, shit. Where in the hell can you hit these guys? You know, it wasn't like he was. You know, diving at his knees or anything. I mean, that whole that whole damn rule was made up from years ago. When I can't remember what that defensive lineman in the preseason for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, took out when he took out Tom Brady, tore Tom Tom Brady's ACL by diving low, but he hit him under you know right in the knee, kind of under the under the knee. So that's where that whole thing came from. Um, and and yeah, and, and hell, I can't even remember who the damn wide receiver was. It could have been Dez Bryant. As a matter of fact, when they created the horse collar tackle, you know, a few years back, I can't remember who, it may not have been Des, it might have been T.O. or someone, but someone got horse tackled, or horse collar tackled and it, you know, knocked him out for a few games, hurt him, and then all of a sudden here's a rule, you know. So, um, I, <laughs> and think I know it, this
1: is, the, I don't like to make excuses. I, I, that's one of my least favorite things to do. But these refs, man, they ruin football. They ruin it for me and I don't know whether it's just a Ravens fan thing and it's, I'm just being a fan, but I feel like whenever a yellow piece of fabric is thrown out there, I feel like it's always against us. I, it
0: drives me nuts. It's the, one of the worst things that, like ever. It's it's Watching the NFL uh, is more and more, to me, becoming like the NBA, where there's a friggin' foul on every damn play, and it's these refs are just... <laughs> It's all about them, and, they're, you know, they're calling it. They, they just
1: want to intervene, you know what I mean? Like, they, yeah. they want to have an impact on the game, and it drives me nuts. And I hate that weak mentality because, like, a receiver gets a ball overthrown, and the first thing they do, almost nine out of ten times, glance over at the, like, referee. Almost always. It's almost always that happens, even even for a corner. Oh, oh it's just weak. I hate it. I, the, the game's just becoming soft. It, it doesn't really help these players, like, uh, like a Mon Humphrey or like a Judon who are physical and can play in any era. So I don't know. It's yeah. the refs. They don't get along. Like Judon and a ref will never
0: go hand in hand. <laughs> it just will not happen. Yeah, yeah, he's the who is it? Was it Rashid Wallace or someone that was always getting technicals or somebody? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, it's kind of like that. But yeah, man, these refs are just getting a little. They're determining a little too much in these ball games right now, and it's getting it's getting pretty damn annoying. Oh, it's um, getting horrible. You know, the, you got to let these guys play a little bit, but you know, someone it's it's like the damn hand check or something that they created after you know for for michael jordan or something i'll be damned if you can put a hand on a receiver or it's pass interference it's just ridiculous so you know it's just uh just a little say you're not altering the route you're not altering the catch you're just you know you're just kind of putting your hand out there to kind of feel them and know that you know that they're there while you're trying to defend the play so, that's horrible yeah yeah so yeah the defense just played I... These guys just played rough, Uh, you know, a pretty decent first half, but the second half, they just really, really shit the bed, especially in that fourth quarter. They just didn't tackle. They didn't tackle. They didn't tackle. They didn't try to tackle. They kept trying to strip the damn ball, they kept trying to just lay shoulders on guys. And they just didn't wrap them up and take them down. Even, even, you know, even that 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 AJ Brown touchdown catch that was just a man's man's type of play. Uh, you know, Chuck Clark had him, had him. He just couldn't get him down. And you know, I can't knock Chuck Clark for that. He he was on him. Just you know, AJ Brown just made a hell of a play. He wanted it more, and uh, that's that. So.
1: Yeah, and it, it really does hurt because I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I felt like during the game that the Ravens did a pretty good job like defending Derrick Henry. Like compared to that playoff game last year, and this you got to take into consideration, we have a beat-up line. Like we didn't have Calais and we didn't have Brandon Williams. I thought we did particularly well defending Derrick Henry, which I was a big question mark. I think everyone thought that he was going to run all over us, and he kind of did in a sense. But he's one of those players that you can only hope to contain. Like you're not going to stop him. Yeah. But you can only hope to contain him. And I thought we did a pretty good job. Like Marlon Humphrey comes out there, makes a good tackle on him. Deshaun Elliott comes out there, lays some wood on him. So I thought he, we did pretty well in that aspect. It was just a matter of them mixing up the pass, and they we bit on the play action a few too many times. Listen,
0: yeah, yeah. Listen, we we and, and we're going to talk about Lamar here in just a second. Actually, we're going to talk about him. Uh, yeah, here in just a few, but. You know, there was some some plays that, you know, Lamar missed a couple of guys in the end zone because he, he just, the timing was a little, he threw a little too late. Um, you know, there was the play where, uh, you know, the, the center snapped the ball too early there late in the game that would have looked like a touchdown to Hollywood. Um, so, you know, there was some costly turnover, you know, not turnovers, but penalties in this game. And, and it could have gone... Quite a bit differently, but like I said, the defense—it does not matter. They didn't want to tackle at all, and and do, how much do you know? How much responsibility do we do we give this to to Wink Martindale? You know, I th- just like we said, you know, the defense played pretty well in the first half. I think he called a pretty good game in the first half, but yeah, what? How did you feel about his play calling as far as defense in the second half, or do you just think it was more of the guys just not making plays?
1: Man, I think it would come down to. Just to, to just making the plays. I think that's just what it's going to come down to. And you gotta you gotta tackle. And I, I'm pretty sure Harbaugh said something along the lines of uh, tackling was one of the biggest differences in this game today. And it proved to be true. I, I don't think it was that case in the first half. I thought we came out looking physical, and I thought I I know me and you talked about it before the uh, that the podcast started. I I don't like to declare victory before the game starts or before the game's over. But at some point, like I felt in this game, I was like, okay, like I think we got this one. Like we, we were hot, we were making plays and yep, yep, Everything seemed to be going right. And then obviously you were talking about Lamar, one big turnover happens, and then just the momentum shifts and they break off a big like a like a twenty yard run with Derrick Henry. And then our guys just get in there. I don't know if it's, it's a matter of being young or whatever the case may be But we just beat ourselves up. Well, there was that
0: twenty yard run you were referring to, and I remember Patrick Queen just took a bad angle mm -hmm. at it. You know, I think if he would have hit the hole that Derrick Henry hit, um, things would have ended up a lot differently. But uh, he just took a bad he he just he just didn't play that. He's one of those players. I know me and you are
1: we love Patrick Queen and rightfully so because he's been having a tremendous year. But he gets in his own head hundred percent. I think it's one of those things just being young and just gaining experience, but man, he these last two weeks have been just, just tough for him. I think he'll bounce
0: back. Yeah, I think he played all right this game. I, yeah, I, I'm no, not, definitely I, better than last week. Yeah, last week was a little rough. He got exploited, but that was just a craptastic game in that monsoon. So, you know, I, I just kind of wiped that one from the memory, to be completely honest with you, but I really wanted to see Malik Harrison and Patrick Queen in this particular game because this is why the hell we drafted them. After after that playoff game, we needed some middle linebackers, some inside linebackers that could stop someone like a Derrick Henry, and I think they did pretty well. Mm-hmm. But we just – the problem is is we kept letting Tennessee hang around. We didn't score in in, in these situations that we should have put up a touchdown. Um and it just, it, it let them, you know, be able to run the ball still throughout the game. And that and the, was a big the, difference. The expression
1: I was using today was, like, when it rains, it, it fucking pours. Oh, of my language. It pours. <laughs> it just pours. It, it, I'm telling you, it does. It, one thing happens, and then, like, Judon went down. It, it, oh, my God. It's just one thing after another. It's very miserable. And it's kind of like a, like points in the game, you're like, like, Am I really? Why like, is this real right now? Like, what is going on? Because it looks like a totally different team. Like I said, we came out and we were playing a very good ball game. I thought it often struggled at times, but I mean, Lamar's throwing 40 yard touchdown passes, uh, Dobbins is spinning out of tackles looking incredible, and then it just all goes like, Where, like, what happened? I, I, to be honest with you, this team. I think we had mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, but identity crisis, and I, I think that's where we're at right now. I
0: think we're just trying to find ourselves. and we, yeah. We... yeah, I, I agree. And, and, you know, like we said, things could have ended up a hell of a lot differently in this game, and and Lamar played pretty well. He played an okay ball game. He did, you know, I can think of three passes right off the top of my head, and, and we just kind of talked about it. There was one to Hollywood, that he threw just a little too late, that would have been a touchdown. Another one to Mark Andrews that would have been a touchdown. He just threw it a little too late. I don't know what the hell I'm going to say about the Duvernay play that ended up being the pick. Yeah. I, I don't know what. what. I think that's a two-way street. It really, really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then there was that one, I can't remember the play, but, man, where – it was a, I think it was a third down, and 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 Mark Andrews ran a nice little slant over the middle oh, of the field, man. and he just missed him, and that and would I have I say been...
1: this, I say this very often. Lamar's gonna have to hit three to four big throws in a game, and those are the ones. Those are the ones, and you just you just counted those off the top of your head because they're so memorable from the game, and if he hits all those throws. That game is a W, and we're having a totally different conversation right
0: now. Absolutely, and and and, and it shuts up those Twitter haters, too. Oh, the, man. The Lamar, was... Lamar's peak, the Lamar haters, the ones that say he's just, he's taking us as far as he's going to take us. Uh, you know, all those jackasses that we have to listen to week in and week out. He can't win the big game. He can't do this. Listen, Lamar played very, very he – pl- he played well enough for us to win this game. This game is not on him. Not on him at all. He wasn't the one out there missing tackles. You know, he wasn't the one. You know, he's not Greg Roman. That's you know getting too damn cute throughout the game. Where you Call know and we're, play actions on second and longs. Come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, running the ball, running the ball, run playing Ravens football. Okay, I'm like, okay, we're running the ball, we're pounding this ball, we're taking it to them. Okay, we're in the we're in the red zone and pass, pass, pass. Like, what the hell? I don't hell? think it's a. Uh...
1: And a screen on third and seventeen, like I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's fair to say that it's not Lamar's fault at all. But it's definitely, he's an easy cop out answer. You know what I mean? Yep. He's, it's just it's Lamar Jackson. He's the quarterback. Oh, it's his fault. And don't get me wrong, there's definitely some truth to it. Like I, I think it's always right to put some blame on a quarterback, because they're the quarterback at the end of the day. And he was an MVP. But at what point are you having unrealistic expectations for this guy? like what what are you what are we expecting from him t- to well, come out and put he,
0: he, up well listen he put up ridiculous numbers last year he's the reigning MVP I get that people have expectations on him. There's a lot of jerseys that sold. He's the cover. He's the Madden cover guy. All and of this. One thing you say, fantasy football players, and fantasy football players, absolutely. If he's not putting up thirty fantasy points a game, then he's trash. He's garbage. He's trash. He's garbage. That's what you see. People just putting that all over Twitter. And and, and listen, you know, it was like I was watching Colin Coward, you know, last week when he was talking about the Ravens. Uh, Patriots game, and everyone was shitting all over Lamar on that game. And and it was kind of funny, is because he says nobody's doing it to, uh, you know, Josh Allen when he said that made that comment about Josh Allen. He's like, Josh Allen's faced Bill Belichick four times in his year, in his career, four times already, and he's played like shit. You know, he's played, he's had three horrible games and one bad one. Okay, but you don't hear anything about. You know, Josh Allen is he a quarterback or whatever? You know, it's just Le- it's just Lamar, man. He 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 might be the LeBron James of the NFL to where he no. I mean, if he sneezes, someone's gonna criticize it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, and
1: uh, I saw like at the half or I don't know what point there wasn't the a game, but he wasn't playing a like when you look at the box score. And one of my least favorite people in all of sports, no matter what sport it is, whether it's basketball. Football, whatever the case may be, box score watchers. He was like 5 for 11 with 56 yards, and people are like, Lamar, like, what are you doing? He's And then you look up. You look up at the score, and you see that we're winning. I don't care if Lamar has two passing yards. As long as we're winning the damn ball game, that's his job. His job is not to, have to like, come out here and throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. That is not his job. His job is to come out there for by any means necessary, win that ball game. And he was doing that. So it's just a matter of hitting those couple throws. But like I said, it's an easy cop-out answer. Oh, yeah, Lamar. Like Someone didn't watch the game and it's easy to just be a oh yeah Lamar's throwing ability it's just of Hey the listen
0: li- yeah yeah box score is one of those things uh, you know I've I've <laughs> I've been a re- on the Ravens train since day 1 in 96 you weren't even friggin born yet kid and, <laughs> yeah you yeah, know I-, I watched Trent Dilfer win us a Super Bowl okay he didn't put up any amazing numbers I've seen Flacco I've seen friggin Elvis Fucking Gerback play, okay? (laughs) I've seen Kyle Pro Bowler. I've seen him I've gone through it all. Chris Friggin' redmond You know, I've I've uh, you know, we we've seen it all, you know. A lot of people were tweeting like, Hey, but you know, everyone, this is what Ravens football was before Lamar. Yes, it was and I'm
1: old enough to remember so I was I started being a Ravens fan when
0: were you even born when we won that super when Trent Dilfer won that Super Bowl I was not I you was were not, not on I this was, earth
1: I was not and then fortunately I was able to see one thank god but I, I <laughs> born and raised and I I remember the Flacco days I remember every game being a nail biter check down Joe and I got nice. there a little, a little bit before Joe, a little bit before Joe, but he was the he was the first quarterback I remember watching as a kid. And man, it's it feels like old Ravens football. It does, it really does. It, and it's it gonna is. it's gonna be down to the wire whether we make the playoffs. And I mean, I'm to be honest with you, it feels good. And as 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 weird as that sounds, it feels good in a sense of that 14 and two. And to be honest with you, this Ravens fan base has been going through a lot. Like we've had a. A lot of people dip out on us, and if, if you did, bye-bye, and don't come back. But I think we're going to be good, and I, I know we're not making predictions, but this team is going to be all right. I, I think this Thursday, this Thanksgiving, I'm hoping they don't ruin my Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys then on that podcast, but uh, I, I hope they don't ruin it, but I think this, this week will be the teller. I, it's it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're a 10-0 football team. If we beat them, I think it's very possible we get back on track. But we'll, we'll be okay. We will. I, I really firmly believe that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know that was, uh, you know that was all the bad that I saw. You and know. Now but, let's get to it. Let's, yeah. Let's you know, get Greg Roman, Lamar, that terrible damn defense. But it, t- you know, to kind of segue off of the defense, but to stay on that defense, man, the secondary. This is the ugly. Ladies and gentlemen, we have started. We have gone through the good, the bad, and now we're on the ugly, and we're going to start off with that damn secondary man. I mean, I know we talked about it a little bit. They couldn't tackle for crap, tried to strip the ball way too much, and they were absolutely embarrassed when it came to man coverage today. You know, the one thing I felt confidence in is that we could sell out on stopping Derrick Henry Because our secondary, for Christ's sake, could, you know, line up man-to-man with these guys, with A.J. Brown, with Corey Davis, and I wasn't worried. That that was the thing I had the most confidence in, and we got absolutely abused. I mean, Marcus frickin' Peters looked confused as shit out there. He didn't know what the hell was going on.
1: Corey Davis had that man lost. He was lost. And these games, and the one that I can really remember that he looked like this was the Chiefs game. He just goes silent, like you don't hear from him. But I don't know what his deal is. It's it's very it's big a big drop off this year, and I expect a, a restructure in his in his near future. But um, man, I don't even know what his deal is. And even Humphrey didn't look particularly great today. Like not the same Humphrey that we've been seeing. And Jimmy Smith, he missed a few tackles. I'm hoping we get Anthony Abbott back soon. That's that's my not that he's a, a big. Uh, a big game changer, but he's just a nice little plug-in guy, and he was playing some good ball up until he got hurt. So I'm hoping – he. I, I think we're scheduled to get him back by – I don't know if he'll be ready for next game quite, but uh,
0: in the next couple of weeks we'll get him back. But Peter, man, I, it's, it was a tough watch. And then I, think I mean, was, everyone played. I mean, I'm. I'm just saying that everyone played – uh, pretty rough today. I, I will say Deshaun Elliott had a good ball game. I think Chuck Clark played a good ball game, but I think our corners played like crap. I'm going to tell you right now, Marlon Humphrey didn't have a good game. I thought he played like shit as well. He was trying to do that bullshit, punching the ball out a little too much and, and it, and it hurt. It hurt us. We got to tackle. When you're taking on someone like the Titans, you can't get too cute you just got to make tackles, keep these guys in front of you. And it just blew my mind. These open-ass, you know, A.J. Brown. and I mean, A.J. Brown and, and Corey Davis did nothing in the first half. Nothing. Ooh, Didn't have a yeah, catch. They were silent. Very they, silent. And, and they just <laughs> – I mean, was it A.J. Brown put up over 100 yards or was it Corey Davis? I can't even remember which one. Or was it both of them? Shit, I don't know. I think
1: it, I think it was Davis. Uh, I think A.J. Brown had – Actually, did Corey Davis put up a hundred? I, I don't. One of he... them did. One of them Co- put up. it was yeah. It, no, it was Corey Davis. AJ Brown put up. Uh, so Corey Davis put up five catches for one hundred and thirteen yards. Yep. Which man, it, it's uh, he had the second half of his life. AJ Brown then puts up four catches for sixty-two yards and a touchdown.
0: Yeah, and that one where he just straight up big boyed us okay oh, i mean he man. looked like uh, i mean it looked like somebody threw a pass to friggin' derrick henry okay and he just big boyed that he just i listen man that was that was one hell of a play hats off to him but it drove me nuts as a as a ravens fan because i mean that just that hurt that was Ravens fans,
1: man. As much as we have it good, we have it bad. I see Chuck Clark have him wrapped up, and I'm like, okay, you no, know he's going down. Like we just got a good little stop here, and then he breaks loose. I'm like, oh my god. Well, no, okay, well, Queen's on him, so we're good. Oh, oh, he's off of him now. So, oh, touchdown. And then I'm like, are you seriously? Like, the mix of emotions I had, and I still have him up to this hour. Like it, it's going to be a rough week, and I don't plan on turning any any shows on this week because i already know it's gonna be bad i already know what it is so i'm just gonna avoid it I'm, i don't think it's a good idea for me to watch tv and luckily i'm on va- i'm on vacation right now i'm in florida and we don't have cable over here and I, and we leave next saturday so the only way i can go see those shows is if i watch youtube so i i'm just gonna stay off my my phone enjoy my vacation
0: yeah yeah i uh <laughs> that's probably good that you're uh you're out of town for a little bit staying away from everything there so yeah it, it, it's yeah. just been a, a a rough day and and, and the only other the, the 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 last of the ugly the soldier the, the last soldier. the soldier and and god he's always going to be referred as to as soldier. that he has put mm-hmm. that on himself but hollywood oh. brown where in the hell were you today bro where and 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 i know you and i talked about this before we uh we started recording this but man he dropped that one pass that he was just wide open it would have been a first down that one hurt that was early in the ball game um and then that was it that you know that was the only thing we saw of of hollywood brown and it was a piece of shit play okay it was just a shit play and you, you, like I said, you and I talked about this. He, they're not, they're, they're not using Hollywood like they should. I know a lot of people are out there throwing this all over Twitter, like, oh, Baltimore took him before DK Metcalf, or even AJ Brown, or, or, no. uh, you know, who else? is no Some guys, know. you know, Deontay Johnson, uh, Terry McLaurin, you know, whatever, man. Let, you know, not a damn thing we can do about that now. But he's just. Uh, like, they're, they're trying to make him run too many little routes. You know, I think they either need to throw the damn ball down the field to him or a quick slant. Right now, that's it. That's it. I know it might be a little predictable, but that's all he can do. He's not doing anything else. He's five foot friggin' eight, all right? You know, he's not doing much else. He's not capable of doing much else right now at this point in his career. He, you know, hopefully turns into more like he develops like Tyreek Hill has or something, but he's nowhere near that right now. And I, I feel bad for the guy because I don't know what – I mean, obviously he had a great
1: offseason. He balked up, and he looked probably the best he's ever looked in his career.
0: Put the damn screw but, back in his foot because right, he played right, a hell of right, a lot better with it.
1: Right, right. So, I mean, he didn't turn into Tyreek, so everyone's kind of outraged, but he's bound to have an improvement from last year. So isn't that ultimately what you're looking for? I don't think – I just – Hollywood's a great player. But he's not going to really succeed until you get him another co-star. Just there's no one on the team that a secondary really fears. Like Willie Snead obviously stepped up, but I, he's not a big play guy. It's just not what we're looking for. And Hollywood, I do feel uh, – because at what point or what point do you blame him? And then what? at what point do you blame number eight? Because I promise you – if Hollywood would have got that ball in the end zone and scored the touchdown, we'd be having a totally different conversation right now because the, the general reaction would be very different. And I think it's unfortunate for him because he also didn't choose to be in Baltimore. And obviously, he's in Baltimore, and I wouldn't have it any other way because I, mean, I I ride or die with my team and whatever decision they choose to make. But I mean, you can't tell me if he wasn't in a situation like Green Bay or Kansas City or really any team that just airs the ball out all game that he wouldn't be successful. And he'd be a star.
0: Yeah, but he wouldn't be their number one receiver. And that's no, the no, difference. no, no.
1: Right. That is, that is the difference. But I, it's also a five nine guy. A five nine guy is really not a uh, anybody's number one receiver. And I don't even think like the Chiefs they have Tyreek, but he also if you put him on the Ravens like, is he gonna be doing you know what I mean? Like, is he gonna be doing Tyreek things because it's all he's all part of a system. I, I think for a number one guy you're really looking for like a DK Metcalf or an AJ Brown or really any guy of that nature and i think they would have fit our team better but they they just weren't who ended up in our hands unfortunately but i won't give up on him which is what that's one thing i'll say i won't give up on the guy and I'll, i know a lot of people are giving up on him saying he's i mean whatever you want to label him as a bust or definitely not that because uh, there's better days to come for hollywood brown whether it's later this year or next year but i i think uh he's it's too soon to give up on him it really is
0: oh yeah yeah i'm not giving up on him by no day. not long yeah, oh, shot not you, you know.
1: not you oh there's been some hard i i, I stand but yeah, yeah. i pretty much live on it but uh that oh, the some of the reactions like Oh, I feel so bad for this
0: guy. In well, a, so he he should catch he should catch some shit, you know? I mean Oh, he should. Oh, he, absolutely. You know, some of this he, he he definitely deserves and I'm not I'm not crapping on the guy by any means, but he's just not a number 1 receiver. Man, he's 5 foot 9 like you said, and and he's just not that guy. Um he's a he's a wide receiver too. If we could get that true number 1 guy, then then I think Hollywood would be Uh, It'd be completely different, but yeah, the the game—you know—our team's just not playing the same as they did last year, and I think it's a huge, huge difference. But like I told you before, and like I even I think put on Twitter earlier, I think the biggest difference in this ball game overall, when you break it down, we were fairly evenly matched throughout, except in one spot—they have wide receivers and we don't. Period. We don't, and I I think.
1: Obviously, it's the offseason is a couple months away, and you don't want to get into that too early. But, man, I just think if you're this team, there's one thing that's holding you back. Like, the defense is pretty set. So we've already retained Humphrey. We've retained Stanley. And I'm not really sure what our cap situation is going to be looking like. I'll look more into that as we get closer. But I think when you go in there, you I mean, it's a pretty good uh, free agency class for receivers. You got guys like Juju who... Man, I, I wanted him when he almost got drafted, but here. But uh, yeah, Allen Robinson's there, Galladay's there, Mike Williams is there, and then there's even great receivers coming out of the draft again. Whether you want to go receiver again or, but you have to address it. It, it, it there's no question.
0: But 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 the Ravens have never ever 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 ever. ever developed a wide no. receiver it's no. like watching the orioles it's like watching the o's play ball it is the, the orioles could n- have never developed a damn pitcher in pitcher. their life yep. it maybe except with the uh, the only exception i can think of is eric bedard like 10 plus it's, years ago when we traded him i think in that one trade where we got adam jones and um
1: I, you know he, actually i really do like that uh that's similar. I, I like that. I really like that. It's like Orioles pitching is to Ravens receiving. That's what it is. Absolutely. Because it's. I I think one of the biggest problems with our coaching staff is it's not about player development. It's about it's more like a what can you do for me now? And I think a lot of pressure is being put on these players, and I guess rightfully so. Like, but the the coaching is piss poor right now. Like, and that's what that's what it is. And this team isn't going to turn around until this coaching gets better. And I'm looking at Greg Roman. I'm looking at. Well, it's, it's, like, it's like, it's like what we house. said.
0: It's like what you said earlier. You said you had some conversation with uh, Bernard Pollard. Yes. And, you know, Bernard Pollard, you know, you said, f- you know, frequently shits on this team, whether he has uh, hard feelings or not. But, he, you know, he's, you said he made a couple of good points earlier today. But, you you know, I think one of the things you, uh, you said is that, he played. He played for this team, and he played for Harbaugh. And he says that Harbaugh doesn't know shit about offense or defense. He's a special teams guy. He relies hundred percent. He doesn't make it on his coordinators. He doesn't make any of those play calls. I mean, that's something that he said, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so I was. I got in like a little uh, Twitter conversation with him in a thread a couple hours ago. We were talking for like a good uh, like 30 minutes. A couple of Ravens fans were tuning in and out. There were some hating and there was some trying to also talk to him. So Bernard, man, a lot of Ravens fans know because he, he's very active on Twitter. And he, he shits on us quite often. So a lot of people, just the general public, just the uh, the backlash is always coming to him like, shut up or like whatever the case may be, like always just talking about him in what regard. But anyway, I, I tried to hear him out. And I tried to be genuine and just have a good talk with him. So I did. He eventually replied. So I was just sitting there trying to like trying to break down where he's coming from. There were a couple points where I disagreed with him and a couple points where I agreed. But overall it was a pretty good and constructive conversation. But he's pretty much saying Harbaugh is nothing more than a special teams guy. Like he gives a hundred percent control to his coordinators and or, yeah, his coordinators, which I mean it's a good thing and a bad thing. Having trust in your coordinators is by no means a a bad thing, but when you have a guy who's clearly a liability it's it's bad. But it also confused me a little bit because he said Greg Roman – this is Bernard Pollard's standpoint. He thought Greg Roman is saving Lamar Jackson. He thinks bringing in a new guy would ultimately ruin his career, which I disagree with 100%. But, yeah, Harbaugh – I mean, I remember I remember Marty Mornweg. He didn't want to fire him, and he, he went to bat for him but I think uh, I really do want to say this now I think Greg Roman I think you start to put him on the hot seat I think if he doesn't start turning it around now especially with the schedule we have at the end of the year you got to put him on the hot seat you know it's bad we yeah bad. Ro-
0: Roman Roman was nice to have last year I mean when we took the really the NFL by storm and and Lamar became a household name. Uh, you know, Roman had a lot to do with that, but he, the problem is, is I think just like this Ravens team, Greg Roman is limited, and I, th- I don't see him. He's not making the adjustments. Mm-hmm. He's not changing things up like he needs to do, um, and 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 I think that that's kind of where you know we've hit a standstill with him. We've kind of you know it's like. Are we going anywhere else with with Roman as our coordinator? Is he going to? I don't think that Lamar is going to develop much more with him as the coordinator. I could be wrong. Though. I,
1: I know. I but I agree with you though, and I would feel. I don't think I would necessarily agree with you if there wasn't a history of it. But Greg Roman does have a history of falling off, and it's he did it in San Francisco with Kaepernick. I mean the 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 Niners had that one year with Kaepernick, obviously when the Super Bowl. And then what happened after that? He They fell off, and you didn't really hear from them ever again. And it, the same thing happens in Buffalo a few years later. He has Tyrod Taylor, who—and notice these quarterbacks are very, very scarily similar to Lamar Jackson. They're not Lamar Jackson, and I think Lamar Jackson is better than both of them. But it, they're similar play styles, and they're similar playbooks. But the, the Bills make the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor, and then what happens? They fall off. So I think you're in a position where Lamar is young. But at what point do you you um you give up on Roman? And I think that's up to Harbaugh. I don't know when he's gonna pull the plug. I will say I do frequently go to bat for Greg Roman. I don't think he should be fired mid year because I don't think that does any justice for anybody. No, there's I think no Cam
0: Cameron or anything. Right, like that, right, you know? right, right.
1: You know what I mean? And I think it's hard for really any coordinator, and I don't want to see it happen if we if we hire a coordinator mid season. I don't think any coordinator can come in right now and just make Lamar Jackson in this offense work. No. So, uh, I, I think you, you give it the off season. If Greg Roman, he's not getting a head coaching job like he was last year. He won't be a top head coaching candidate. So, you either bag him or you decide to keep him. But I think if you want to bring in a new guy, give him a whole offseason to work with Lamar Jackson, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. I don't. I don't think it's a bad idea.
0: No, I, I agree. I mean, just think about Lamar if he was playing for, like, Andy Reid or something. You but know, Right?
1: The, the, the creative. Like, it's Greg Roman, he lacks so much creativity. I'm not saying he needs to come out with Andy Reid-style uh, plays and throw to the left tackle and do all that nonsense. But get creative, man. Like, those Reid options, I can't stand them. I, I can't stand them. Yeah. Like, they've become such a, a focal point of our offense. Like, no – no one bites on him anymore. Like everyone no. knows it's going to Lamar, so we're at least getting either. I mean, if a defender plays it good, it's going for one yard. But if they don't play good, it's gone for like six at most. He gets the first down, and that's it. But it, it's bad. Like the Tennessee Titans did a very good job today of keeping Lamar in check on the running game. Like he was very. We were so. We were so stagnant today, and we we did a good job of getting it to the red zone. But right when we got there, we just get too cute. And the one player I can remember is. Gus Edwards, like he, it's very, it looked very awkward. I don't know if you can just try to go back with me here. He, Gus Edwards, comes in motion, and then there's like a a awkward.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was just like a busted play.
1: Right, and then they just it just blows up in the backfield. Like, what, what is that all about? And I tweeted out, I was like, this has to sound, this play design had to have sounded better in Roman's head. Like, what are you doing? run the damn ball man like oh
0: man like i said he ran the ball and got it down to the red zone and then he just started passing it all of a sudden he just stopped running it and i'm like what the hell are you doing bro come on man come on so well i'll tell you what let's move on real quick before we end the show we had some twitter questions earlier i know blake i know ramey you had some stuff um any of those questions really stand out to you that um Yes, yeah, so i to there. answer, you know, uh, answer there. You yeah, you had do. several questions there. I know we're not going to get to all of them, so we apologize to those of you we don't get to. We're sorry about that. And then some of the questions are kind of stupid as well. So yeah, there's there's yeah.
1: some dumb ones, but I'll yeah. try to answer some of these. So from at Gatorade sign, we got: Is it time for a change at the head coaching position? Um, I'm going to say no. I, I no, I th- I love Harbaugh, and it's maybe that's the fan in me. I just don't see. Uh, what that does for us I Harbaugh has been here for since 2008 and I don't think there's there's many times where Harbaugh you you could look at him and be like okay his job's in question and I think that was pre-Lamar but he came in and turned the whole offense around and turned a a quarterback who was deemed a running back and a receiver into an MVP so I don't think I think he secured his job for a couple more years with that I th- I do think there's a time for a change of the O C position, I'll say. Absolutely. But okay. The next position, uh we got do you think the Ravens should con- should continue for a playoff push or and for a high draft pick to take a, a talented
0: receiver like Waddle or Jamar Chase?
1: So we're currently at what, be six and five. <laughs> Who is
0: that thick Palomalu forty three? Yeah, I, I, I tried to avoid that. reading that ad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. I mean, listen, yeah. it's a Steelers fan. They're ten and zero, man. That's you know good for them. But yeah, thick Palomalu forty three. That's see funny. See you Thursday. See yeah. you Thursday.
1: Uh, do you think that uh, I? I think you got to continue for this playoff push because I've said this as well. If the Ravens peak at the right time. We're in store for I think a pretty good playoff push. I don't think it's time to pull the plug and give up on the season. I just don't think it is. We're six and four at mo- We I've looked at our schedule. Let's just look at our schedule real quick. So obviously we play Pittsburgh this week, we
0: and played, at no game we yeah,
1: play Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, and then it gets pretty like I don't want to say easy because no we've game got is the easy. Cowboys.
0: We have the Cowboys after that. Then we play the Browns. Then we play the Jags, the Giants, and then we close out with the and bangers. it's very
1: possible we went out. Like it's very possible. Not saying we will, because I thought we would beat the Patriots, and I thought we'd personally beat the Titans. But they were both nail-biters. And I think it would be different if we were coming out, just getting our butt whooped from the, the, the jump. But they're coming down to the final possession each game, and they're against good like, good let, teams. Let,
0: let's uh, let's ask this question. Let's, let's back it up a taste here with the Patriots game. If we had Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams in that game, I know we lost Brandon really, really early in that game. That game probably turns out a lot differently. And the same thing with today's game. You know, the same thing here. Um, Ultimately, the, what we got Calais for, he wasn't here. You know what I mean? He wasn't yeah, here. Yeah, and, and the bottom line is what you got to do, man, is just make it to the playoffs because anything can happen. There could be injuries. Shit, Patrick Mahomes could get his ACL torn or something like that, you know? And and, and speaking of which, uh, you know, we'll take a second and, and wish Joe Burrow well. Uh, oh man uh you know like listen you know there's rivalries and 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 I'm not a Bengals fan I'm not a Steelers fan I'm not a I'm I'm damn sure not a Titans fan um but you you don't want you don't wish anything like this on anyone and and it it just it's disgusting It, it just hurt I hated Seeing Joe Burrow go down today, and we—we, uh, we, I, th- I thought his pray- tweet
1: was funny. I thought his tweet was funny, though. I will say, you can't what- get rid of me that easy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. Said, I'll be see back. You, see you next yeah. year. Yeah, see you next year. Yeah. So prayers out to him, man. Prayers out to our Bengals fans, man. We're our we're good sorry. friend
1: Josh Miller from the the Back Row Bengals Show. Yeah, I want to yeah. send condolences to you. Yeah, but, yeah, I think Joe will be back. It, it, it really does hurt to see that, but yeah, you never like to see but that yeah, regardless. But,
0: but, like we said, anything can happen. There's still, you know, quite a bit of football to play, and if you get into the playoffs, you've seen it a million times, as long as you get in, anything can happen. Um, as long as you, you just got to get there, you never know what's going to happen once you do. You could be playing. I mean, we could be clicking on all cylinders then. Yeah. Um, so, you, you you never know. I mean, uh, you, Hollywood may have found his stride. You know, Des Bryant becomes a factor. You know, we're giving the ball, you know, all day yeah. to JK. I mean, you never know, man. You never – let's just get there and see what happens. So. Yeah, so, yeah, for the, the high draft pick, I think even with a late-round pick we'll be
1: fine because we took Queen at 28th, and he's shaping up to be a, a great linebacker. So, I think we'll find some good value no matter what pick we have. Absolutely, but, okay. man. Next question. We got Jay Dirks29. What can the team do to fix their current situation? I feel like that's a pretty
0: loaded question. Very um, loaded. I think we just loaded. went through all that. Yeah, <laughs> we.
1: I think it's, yeah, we went through all that for a good hour or so. Yeah,
0: please see all previous statements in this podcast. Yeah. Right.
1: So I do think, just to keep it general, I think uh, going back to uh, Bob Love's this play style, I think you got to run the ball more and ultimately just be more creative and just. Execution is the word. I I think just coming out, Lamar needs to hit a couple big throws, and I think we'll be all right. Like I, I these aren't the the losses are tough, but it's uh it's not like we're getting blown out, and it's a week to week league like. This this Thursday on Thanksgiving we could we could come out and we could actually wallop the Pittsburgh Steelers and then it, we kind of just forget about the the yeah because we
0: did we did that already and that's what I'm lost, saying you know, right so.
1: and these these are those are three games that we should have won and I think this team knows that we should have won them I mean we're, they're not stupid like the Ravens just got home and they're they're probably reading this stuff and they're probably shaking their head and they're angry and it's just built up they're just built up uh emotion so i think you're going to come out and see that on thanksgiving we've already played this team once so i think no matter what i think this game's going to be close we just have to be ready to finish we have to be ready i well, don't know what yeah i, I just think we need to come out and yeah, yeah. no
0: i absolutely agree and then and, and you got uh i think another guy uh at chris tribs says what do you think of the new offensive <laughs> line you know i thought that was kind of funny but i liked it I think we found our new center. I think Skura, yes, we did. Is, Skura is Dunzo when it comes to playing center. At there, least was, on there was our only team.
1: one thing today, and it was the, uh, I think he snapped a little early, but I mean, that, that that was it. Like that was a pretty
0: good game. No snaps over the head. Uh, I think I, the, uh, I think the new guy Holden played pretty solid. Um, Fluker, you know, did his thing. Um, but I think the offensive line played pretty well. um you know, given the situation, so yeah, we got
1: some good questions coming. I didn't even get to see these a little early or earlier, but uh, I like this question. I want to get to this one. What is this team's identity? Seems like we've lost. Hell yeah, coach, let's go for it and the big trust mentality, and we're back in the flavorless Flacco of days of nine and seven disappointment. I think this team, like the, like what you said, the hell yeah, coach, let's go for it and the big trust. I think this team has. Uh, had the, the fun sucked out of it. I I don't think this team's having as so much fun this year, and I think that's one thing they have to get back to. And I'm telling you, I think it's we're one big win away, and I think this Thursday's it. I think Thursday, and it could be the fan of me. I think we're gonna pull this one out, and I think we're gonna we're gonna catch heat. I think we're th- these last couple games, we got teams like the Giants, the Dags, I think, and the Bengals. I think we're gonna beat up on them, and I think we edge in the playoffs. I I think, and I could be wrong. But that's just my prediction. I think this team needs to have fun again, and I think a, a win against the ten and O Steelers could do that for this team. It's just rejuvenation.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that was that. Uh, that was I am Jeremy Shull that asked that question. So thanks for that question, Jeremy. I like um, that question. That was a
1: very good question.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, here's another one. It was like uh, I believe uh, his his name is Titans Tatted at. B diddy oh, two 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 o oh, two whatever the hell it is <laughs> he, said, he says as the league wrote the book on how to defend Lamar Jackson such a good athlete but it seems like the league is caught up to him um, yes and no I, I think, I think they, yeah yeah I think that yeah they've made adjustments it's obvious I mean that that's kind of a silly question the the adjustments have been made but Baltimore is not playing the same kind of football that they played last year. They're not doing that as much. They don't have Mm -hmm. those, those tight ends that we had last year. And, and, and we're trying to throw the ball a little more. Well, not, we are throwing the ball a lot more this year. You know, we're not really doing a lot of that play action. You know, we just lining up, you know, in this pistol. I mean, it's just gotten a little bit more predictable as Lamar said, and teams know what we're doing. So, um, I don't know if I would say it's uh, – have they written the book on how to defend Lamar. I just think that teams um, – it's just our, our play calling has uh, has gotten a little stale. And I
1: think you answered your question, B. Diddy, on your own question. I think the such-a-good athlete part really stands out to me. Lamar's 23 and such a great athlete. If he stays healthy, this league will never catch up to him because he's he's bound to get better. He's only like I said. He's only twenty three. So as long as he just keeps improving and improving, which I think I believe he will, I don't think this league will ever catch up to him. I, I just think uh, he's in a funk right now. Which I mean, all quarterbacks have fallen into a funk. You can go back and look at any quarterback's uh, career. There's always been a year where it's just kind of like uh, kind of stagnant. And I think everyone kind of I mean, you're you're going off the first year of Lamar's starting career, and it was thirty six touchdowns, to nine interceptions, and it was probably the best probably the best season i will ever have. I mean, I, that's that's a very hard, tough one to top, but um, he he had to bounce back and top an MVP season, which is it's not an easy thing to ask. So I think uh, if he the, the Ravens just have to keep voting around him, like you you put your faith in this guy and you have to continue to do that and surround him with the right pieces. So I think that's just it's just it's to be determined.
0: Yeah, um, you got another guy at foreign U B or U B I or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, he says, do you think the problem with a team is lack of execution, coaching, or lack of team chemistry? I, you answered it. You uh, answered your own yeah, question. I, I, I think someone else uh, answered that and was completely right in saying that it's D, all of the above. Okay, so, um, yeah, we've talked about that this whole podcast. I'm going to tell you another thing that's kind of gone unlooked, and I think lack of training camp, lack of summer um yes. I think that's hurt this team quite a bit as well. I, it's hard to really make that excuse because guess what, no other team had that uh either. So um it's kind of hard to say that but I, I I damn sure don't think it hurts um or that it, it it wouldn't hurt having that uh you know that off season, so I don't know. You got any other questions anyone shot out to uh, you that YM, sticks out? Um, uh...
1: Can we cancel fans and cut Hollywood? Yes, we absolutely can. Uh, I'm totally cool with that. At at 15 I'm totally cool with that. Um, at Melanché, why is Marlon so bad in coverage? If he can't grab a hold of this guy and get away with it, he gets beat a lot. I don't know. I think Marlon, uh, that COVID kind of caught him off guard a little bit. I, I don't think he's really been the same since he came back. But I, I'm not worried about Marlon Humphrey at all. I, I I don't would you say he is unreliable? I don't think Mountford is unreliable at all. Really, I think he's probably one of the most reliable players on our defense. It's just a matter of showing back up and just being the playmaker he was through those first couple weeks of the season. But yeah, I think uh what offseason move would you like to see? Yeah, that again? was
0: locked down Lou 52. Uh, Lou bro um, you know we're getting ahead of, of we're getting our <laughs> yeah we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit and and we're not we're not insulting your question at all because it's a very very good question. Uh, we're just going to say stay tuned because there's there's a lot of moves that that should be made and, and this off season uh, that salary cap is going to be a big big time question of what teams are going to have to cut and everything. But uh, I can tell you right now we need a we need a number one receiver. We need that yes. guy. You know, to, to to start right off the bat, and probably a new offensive coordinator, um, but there are going to be other moves because there's going to be some cuts, and 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 so, uh, you know, stay tuned for that. We've got yeah. and I will there say,
1: there. yeah, it's just to answer that question a little bit. If you if you if you are, if you're craving some off season, uh, I don't know, like just just try, we're trying to look at draft prospects. Two that I very much recommend if you're a Ravens fan to look at, and I think they could fall on our lap. I think uh, Rashad Davin from Minnesota he's very good I recommend going to watch some of the Minnesota games this year I've watched him he, he really jumps off the field and then there's Trey Smith from I believe Tennessee he's an interior offensive lineman he's just a I don't know. I think this team is lacking that at interior offensive line, and we're having some struggles there this yeah, year. So. Yeah,
0: Trey Smith, I mean, I'm down here. I'm five minutes away from the University of Tennessee's campus, and, and we've seen a lot of Trey. And he started. He was a, one of the top recruits out of high school as a left tackle. He's played that. They've moved him around a little bit. Um, he would, would have gone fairly decently high in the draft. Uh, most likely would have probably been a second-round pick at worst last year if he had come out. Um, so he decided to stay, but, uh, yeah, yeah. He could be a nice, uh, nice addition, um, to us. And then there's plenty of wide receivers. So I think no matter what this off season, everyone's going to be wanting, you know, Wadd- Waddell or Waddle or whatever from Alabama, they're going to be wanting, uh, wide receivers. They're going to be thirsty for offense to say the least. So. Yeah,
1: I think we're good to wrap this show up. And
0: yes, we are. Yes, we are. So that was, uh, I don't know if we want to call that a good show or a bad show because we just – we're not in the very, very best of moods. Um, But I will say I'm glad we got this episode over with, that we got a lot of this off of our chest. Um, But, you know, what we can say to you Ravens fans out there is let's just put this one behind us. It stings. It's ugly. Um, But let's, let's, let's move on to Pittsburgh. Let's get a win. Let's start something big time here moving forward. You know, we've got a big, big game. We want everyone to enjoy their Thanksgiving. You know, eat plenty of food, see some family, depending on, uh, you know, COVID regulations in your state. Ha uh-huh. ha. But. Uh, right. Yeah. Everyone,
1: so, everyone stay safe and. Wish me luck on a fourteen-hour drive back to Pennsylvania. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, listen. Let's make that drive uh, nice. Let's let let's make that drive a good one after the uh, Rams yes, beat I Pittsburgh. Need that. I yeah. need that. Yeah, we don't want to do. We don't want to go on a three-game losing streak. Golly, I mean, when's the last time we've seen that, man?
1: Yeah. Yikes! I don't even want to think about that because that will be a very, very tough drive home. But yeah, so Wait,
0: we're gonna win this one. We're gonna yep,
1: win this one, guys. we yep.
0: good. So we want to thank everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to the show, making us a part of your day. We wish you all a happy, very, very happy Thanksgiving. And please, please stay safe. But for uh, for myself and for Blake, we're out of here. And go Ravens!